0: contest is scheduled for one fall please welcome mr freds what is the one quality that you possess that makes you think that you can walk out here and come into the ring and face the very best in the business ruthless aggression It was my life, my time, my rights, my rhymes, my crime, my struggle, hustle, sweat, and my blood, too. I'm praying that smells fear. I smell a lot. My competitors flex here. They snuck, I was hot. I want it all. Excess. The sex. What's up? Sex. Stress. I want it all. No less come on. What is going on, peeps? Welcome to episode 94 of the Fretzelmania podcast. I, of course, am Mr. Fretz, here to review Smackdown. From November 21st, 2002, it is the fallout from the amazing Survivor Series 2002 pay-per-view. I want to thank our general manager, King Ricky Rosé, for joining me on that uh, really, really fun show. Uh, Survivor Series was uh, damn good, and it might be one of the best Survivor Series events ever. Like, 01's up there, 2000's up there, heck, even Deadly Game is up there, but, you know, this one just might uh, crack my fave five, if you will, Fretz's fave five coming again uh, sometime. I have a couple of ideas now, but uh, we'll have to see. Those are exclusively for Patreons, by the way, so five bucks a month will get you a, a back catalog and a discount on our merch. But before I get into this episode of Smacketh of the Down, i like to see what else was going on in that week in the wrestling, that bloody week in the wrestling. We had Monday Night Raw, the night after Survivor Series, November 18th, 2002, from Bridgeport, Connecticut. The Dudley Boys, the newly reunited Dudley family, Bubba Ray, Spike, and a returning Devon, no longer a reverend, defeated Rico and Three Minute Warding. Lance Storm and William Regal defeated the team of Jeff Hardy and Tommy Dreamer. Victoria, the new women's champion, defeated Stacy Keebler to retain her title. Christopher Nowinski, the Harvard grad himself, who just last night at Survivor Series uh, got tossed around by Scott Steiner, defeated Al Snow in a School of Hard Knocks match, and I did not bother looking into seeing what that actually was. Knowing Al Snow, it's probably a hardcore match, but uh, we go on. Kane versus Ric Flair ended in a no contest, I'm assuming because of... Interference by Triple H or somebody. Oh wait, no, Triple H had his trachea crush at Survivor Series. So that was a no. Maybe someone else interfered. Of course, I didn't look into it. ProWrestlingFandom.com doesn't go into great details. And in the main event, we had Rob Van Dam defeating Booker T and Chris Jericho to become the number one contender to the World Heavyweight Championship. That match would take place... Next week on Raw, as Rob Van Dam would take on the new world heavyweight champion, the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels. Meanwhile, at the Impact Zone, or the Fairgrounds Coliseum, if you will, we had NWA TNA pay-per-view number 21. A couple of dark matches to go over here. We had Forsaken beating Matt Dillinger. Eric Andrews beating Derek King. And Johnny Curtis, yes, Fandango, (laughs) wait, is that Fandango? I'm going to look into that, beat Adam Booker. On the main show, we had Easy Money and Sonny Siaki defeating Divine Storm, Chris Divine and Quiet Storm, when Siaki pinned Divine. Malice. Corey Williams no not the Corey Williams from Slipknot and Ryan Williams no not your brother shout out to Ryan by the way uh I can't wait for AEW to come back to Toronto because we're gonna do that again I'm gonna actually text this to you (laughs) later Ryan uh the Harris Twins defeated the SAT that is Jose and Joel Maximo BG James the road dog himself pinned Lenny Lane of WCW, I don't want to say fame, because uh, I think Lenny Lane, he was either the guy in the flock that was holding the signs, that was Lodi, never mind. Lenny Lane is that Chris Jericho lookalike from WCW. And AJ Styles pinned Crimson Dragon and Jorge Estrada in a triangle match. Tag Team Champions, the Disciples of the New Church, Slash and Brian Lee, no Slash and the Underfaker, defeated America's Most Wanted by disqualification. Ex-Division Champion, Jerry Lynn, pinned the Amazing Red, and in the main event, we got a full circle moment here because this man was at AEW... Full gear this past weekend, awesome show by the way, Jeff Jarrett pinned Ron R-Truth K-Crush K-Quick Killings to win the NWA title, thus beginning the real Reign of Terror. And on the RA Era Podcast's favorite show, Velocity, taped just before this episode of SmackDown. Albert defeated Crash Holly. Chuck Palumbo defeated Danny Giovanni. Bill DeMont bullied Danny Doring to a winning match. And in the main event of Velocity, who else but Funaki eats a twist of fate and is defeated by Matt Hardy, version one? Now we have November 21st. To- <clears throat> Tonight's SmackDown is not live from the Hartford Civic Center in Hartford, Connecticut. The former home of the Hartford Whalers, now the Carolina Hurricanes of the NHL. And I love that the Canes do the retro night once a season. They bring out the whale. They bring out Brass Bonanza as the goal song. Look it up. And they wear that awesome green jersey. That might be my favorite retro jersey in the NHL. Maybe... Maybe in all of sports. Breakfast's come and go, Renee. but Hartford, the Whale, they only beat Vancouver once, maybe twice in a lifetime. Well, maybe more because the Canucks really, (laughs) really suck this year. So we see a recap from Survivor Series and everything that happened there. From Scott Steiner debuting to Triple H crushing his trachea to Shawn Michaels winning the World Heavyweight Championship. Another Survivor Series screw job with the big show winning the undisputed title due to the turncoat himself, Paul Heyman. Kicking off this show, we have Rey Mysterio versus Jamie Noble, the former Cruiserweight Champion, whose five plus month reign ended their previous night at Survivor Series at the hands of Billy Kidman and a shooting star press, who we will see a little later on. Ray Mysterio was on the cover of Raw magazine that Taz is plugging here, and my thought here is, when is SmackDown getting their magazine, Ted Mosby in the Future Voice, RIP Bob Saget? They did. Jamie Noble has been on a losing streak for quite some time, you know, including... Oh, well, Survivor Series and the build-up to it, where Billy Kidman pinned him in a couple of non-title and mixed tag matches, respectively. Ray lands a really nice monkey flip here, but Noble lands on his feet. Ray scissors, Daddy Noble head scissors, da- Jamie Noble. <sighs> Damn it, acclaimed! You've ruined scissoring for me forever. <laughs> but I, everyone loves the acclaimed. I love the acclaimed. See. Ray Mysterio does a really nice pop up drop kick. Jamie Noble goes for the Tiger Bomb, but it was reversed into the 619. But Nidia prevents the West Coast pop by tripping Ray off of the apron. Ray chases Nidia around the ring and into the ring, allowing Jamie Noble to attempt to get the advantage with a pop up maneuver here. But Ray bounces off of him, off of the ropes, into a Karana in just a wicked spot. And Rey Mysterio wins this match with a unique version of the West Coast Pop. Backstage, Brock arrives and is pissed. He comes right into the SmackDown locker room, which has, you know, John Cena, Funaki, uh, Matt Hardy. There's an awkward silence in the room until V1 speaks. Oh, no. RIP in advance, V1. He praises Brock Lesnar. But then he tells him that if he had more attributes and a better attitude, you wouldn't have had such a bad twist of fate <laughs> at Survivor Series. And Brock just throws Matt Hardy through the wall, brother. And Albert is just seen peeking through the hole in this wall the whole time. Just un- unintentionally hilarious spot here. Uh, Yeah, Brock Lesnar's pissed. And uh <laughs> Matt Hardy v1 got broken in half. Stephanie McMahon is talking to Eddie Guerrero, and Eddie says that Brock is loco, and this is an unsafe working environment essay. And this is this part where we see Albert peeping through the hole, giggity. and Steph's like, yeah, I'm 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 gonna talk to him. And <laughs> Eddie here, a little bit of misogynist spot here, like, you think that Brock is gonna listen to a woman? No offense? Um Yes, offense, uh, Eddie. Uh, That's not cool. Backstage again, Jamie Noble and Nadia are having a chat. Nadia is trying to comfort her man. Jamie says that he has had a string of bad luck and let himself down. Nadia says, at least we still have each other. And Jamie's like, yeah, but I can't give you this good life that we had because titles equals money and money equals happiness. To get it back, I gotta call one person. There's someone I gotta call. Nidia knows who this person is, and for the benefit of hindsight, so do we. It's like, no, 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 you are not calling him. You are not calling your crazy cousin Nunzio. That is the first reference to little Guido, formerly of the FBI and futurely of the FBI. Nunzio, who will be making his debut in the WWE very, very soon. Stephanie McMahon talks to an irate Brock Lesnar who is pacing back and forth and says, Listen, you'll get your rematch when you're healed up. I don't want you to lay a hand on anyone tonight. If you do, I will be forced to suspend you. And, you know, of course, Brock stops dead in his tracks. Says this is it's bullshit and whatever. And here we go. The next match is Billy Kidman versus Tajiri for the Cruiserweight Championship. i got to give someone on Twitter here a massive shout out. Uh, Tajiri kept a diary of his time in the WWE from 02 to 06 and uh, this is at B-A-H-U F-M-W and he goes by Brett on Twitter and he's been translating some pages to English here so Go check that out. You know I've retweeted a whole bunch of his stuff, so if you want to go through my timeline and find him, I highly suggest you do. He is doing the Lord ten size work. Well, not ten size. He's doing the Lord's work here. And uh, Tajiri has some pretty interesting and funny anecdotes, especially with his uh, pairing with Wheel and Regal. Go check it out. Kick off this match with a bunch of great high flying spots. Billy misses a stinger splash. He hit, he lands a drop kick. Billy also lands an Inzaguri, and just the way that Tajiri just comedy pratfall looked unintentionally funny to me. Tajiri locks in the tarantula, an illegal yet cumbersome but devastating looking move. If you could figure out a way to make that a uh, ground submission hold, that would look that would look very impressive as a legit submission hold. Tajiri goes for the buzzsaw, but is reversed into her karana, lands a kick to the back of Billy's head. Billy then hits the Ushiguroshi on Tajiri. Tajiri then responds with a handspring elbow. A Tornado DDT by Tajiri is reversed into the BK Bomber, allowing Billy to land the seven-year itch, I mean the Shooting Star Press, for the win and to retain the Cruiserweight Championship. Backstage, Mark Lloyd is talking with The Big Show and Paul Heyman. He reminds them that if Brock... No, Paul Heyman, I'm sorry, reminds us if Brock touches them, he's suspended. Talks about, you know, Big Show, Big, whatever. Uh, They're going to be in the show a little bit later on to uh, tell us why. Tell me why that Paul turned on his client. We then see the WWE Rewind brought to you by SmackDown Shut Your Mouth now on the PS2 with the best storylines ever. And this game is... it's not good. Here comes the pain is coming out the year after this and it blows it way out of the water. I do have a PS2 now. I bought actually a good chunk of all the SmackDown games on, on that system. I haven't had a lot of time to fire it up especially now that I've Started playing Pokemon Scarlet, and I'm having a great, great time with it. Hey, if any of you have Pokemon Violet, and you want to do some trading, uh, hit me up. Let me know. Oh, and the WWE Rewind is the Tag Team Championship Triple Threat Match recap from Survivor Series, where there's a spirit of Benoit for the former champs, or the current then-current champs, to eliminate... Angle and Benoit, and the lasso of El Paso to Rey Mysterio for the tap out victory for Los Guerreros, who are now the new tag team champions. I'm going to take a quick commercial break here, folks. When we come back, we got Chris Benoit versus Chavo Guerrero. We got Kurt Angle versus Eddie Guerrero, and the Big Show defends the undisputed championship against new number one contender edge stay tuned what is going on everybody this is king ricky rose your general manager here at wrestle attic radio and if you have some time on thursday each and every thursday i want you guys to check out my show the king's Of the Rings podcast, where we cover all the news that has been in the boot inside and outside of the ring, from WWE to AEW, all the way over to New Japan and Impact Wrestling and beyond. That's Kings of the Rings podcast, each and every Thursday, exclusively on Wrestle Addict Radio. This portion of the show is brought to you by the Wrestle Addict Radio merch store, The Cure for the Common Wrestling Merch Store. Black Friday and American Thanksgiving are this week, so why not get a head start on your Christmas shopping with some merch featuring each of us on the network, the Fretzelmania Collection, the Kings of the Rings Collection with Willie T, DK Murphy, and King Ricky Rosé, respectively having their own shops, the Brace for Impact Store, and of course, Mr. YLP, the Young Lions Perspective collection for you, you young cubs and young lions. We have t-shirts, hoodies, beer steins, coffee mugs, face masks, if you still need them in certain places. We got joggers, we got leggings, we have Nintendo Switch cases. Seriously, we have Switch cases, folks. This, this is absolutely crazy. So shop with us this holiday season, and beyond. And be sure to take a selfie with some of your merch. Tag us in it. Send it. Send it to us. Let us know that, you, that you've that you bought some merch. And to spread the word. Now, on to the rest of the show. Chris Benoit versus Chavo Guerrero. And tonight's Smackdown is brought to you my Smackdown Shut Your Mouth for the PS2, the Friday After Next, starring Ice Cube, Don't go in that bathroom for about 35-45 minutes. And the Operation USO Care Package to send care packages to our troops overseas. I could hear some rather piped-in sounding boos for for Chavo here, one half of the new tag team champions, by the way. Who is accompanied by Eddie Guerrero, but immediately, even before Chavo gets in the ring. Mike Chioda kicks Eddie out of the match, making this a one-on-one affair with no shenanigans and no interference. Or so we think. Well, (laughs) that's for a later match. Spoiler alert. Backbreaker by Benoit. Suplex City is blocked by Chavo. Well, multiple suplexes is blocked by Chavo. Benoit lands one German. He blocks it. He tries for a Chavo, that is, tries for a dragon suplex on Benoit who blocks it. Chavo breaks out a gut buster. Benoit is ripped into the corner here and Benoit's midsection is being worked on throughout this match and I can picture Benoit and Chavo just giving each other live rounds and potatoes during this match. Really stiff style between these two because Benoit was known for bringing it and well, giving it. Giving it and taking it. That's what, that's what I was going for. Benoit goes for the crossface, but Chavo escapes out of the ring and in the process also throws Benoit out underneath the ropes. Chavo continues to work the midsection of Benoit. Goes for a springboard splash back in the ring, but Benoit gets his knees up. And then we go to Suplex City, Alberta for a triple German suplex by the Rabbit Wolverine. Benoit signals for the end. He signals for Air Canada, except this time you're not stranded at Pearson International Airport for six hours. You're flying off the top rope with a headbutt, with Chavo being almost halfway across the ring. Chavo then tries a battering ram on Benoit. He goes for a springboard nothing and is immediately locked in the cross face in the process. Chavo Guerrero taps out. Benoit wins this match. Backstage, Brock Lesnar and Stephanie McMahon have a chat again. Stephanie still encouraging Brock to stay in the back. The Big Show and Paul Heyman are going to the ring next. I have to give the champs some airtime. It's only fair. Now, Paul is going to do everything he can to provoke you, but I want you to stay in the back. He knows you're not 100%. And I won't let you hurt yourself if you go out there. And if you do, I will be forced to suspend you. This is where Brock Lesnar says that bullshit instead of earlier in the show like I thought it was. Brock Lesnar's music hits. Well, here he comes. Here comes the pain. Oh, no. Uh, Paul Heyman must have created himself in SmackDown Shut Your Mouth and gave himself Brock Lesnar's entrance. That was actually kind of funny. He does Brock's taunt. He approaches the ring and it's like, he's not going to jump to the apron like, like he does. He thinks about it for a minute. Nah, he goes to the ring step. He jumps one step. And then, yeah, that was funny. He gets the microphone. He channels his inner James Cagney from White Heat saying, made it, ma. Top of the world! He, of course, is holding the undisputed title here while saying that. It only happens once in a lifetime. A man so special who conquers his fears has this intangible it factor that separates himself from the others. That man is Paul Heyman. It was Paul Heyman who led Brock Lesnar into the WWE, to the King of the Ring, to ending Hulkamania. Giving him the tools to beat The Rock at SummerSlam to win this prestigious, undisputed championship. He talks about the sacrifice that he made in helping Brock win the Hell in the Cell match with The Undertaker. And then he says the monster stopped listening to Dr. Frankenstein. And then I showed Brock, who's boss. I found a client who understands me. This is the giant of body meeting the colossus of the mind. And I love that quote. That was very awesome. Giant of body meets colossus of mind. Show is introduced. Paul hands over the title to the champion. Show then thanks Brock for giving him the opportunity. For being hot-headed enough to leave the door open for me to take everything he ever had. I'm seven feet tall, I'm 500 pounds, and you can't teach that. And I was man enough to do this. I took your agent, I took your title, and I took your life. And there's nothing you could do about it. I am focused. I am determined to be a defending champion on SmackDown. And with the most brilliant mind in the business in my corner, I am unstoppable. He then focuses his attention on Edge, saying that he's not going to give this title up very easily. Paul Heyman then states, Brock, for the record, I hereby dump you as my agent. Well, at least he did it kind of in person. He didn't do it to Brock's face, but he also didn't. Text dump Brock, so partial partial credit there, but geez Heyman, do it face to face, you coward. He then states that just before he jumped on the Big Show's bandwagon, that he signed a contract for Survivor series that says there is no rematch clause. So Brock Lesnar does not get a rematch with the Big Show as long as he's champion. Show and Heyman make their way up the ramp, but is jumped by an enraged beast who hits Big Show in the back with a steel chair. During the break, Stephanie McMahon screams at Brock Lesnar. Michael Hayes is there in the background. JR is on his headset at Gorilla and says, you listen to me. You listen to me now. You're going to be suspended if you do anything else tonight. Try me. Our next match is Kurt Angle versus Eddie Guerrero, and WrestleMania 20 has come a year and a bit early. Chavo then tries to accompany Uncle Eddie to the ring, but is immediately kicked out by referee Brian Hebner. We then see an advertisement for a Thanksgiving special next week, which means we're going to get a gravy bowl match or a cranberry sauce match or a sweet potato on a pole match or some... Stupid food fight crap match. Hooray. Angle sends Eddie out of the ring. And then we just see an absolute masterclass here. Angle does a corner monkey flip. Impressive for a bigger man like Kurt Angle. He then slams Eddie with an Alabama slam. Paying tribute to the injured Hardcore Holly. The straps come down and that means this match is going to be over... Very, very soon, Eddie crawls out of the ring and is playing possum on the outside, sending Kurt Angle into the ring steps. Eddie then grabs two chairs. Like he thinks he's edge, he's going for a concerto here. No, he's doing a lie, cheat, steal bit here where he puts one in the ring for Brian Hebner to take out of the ring and behind the referee's back smacks Kurt Angle with the chair and Brian Haber needs to get his hearing aids checked because you can hear a chair smack six feet behind you. We then see that camel clutch Bubba by Eddie Guerrero. Like his dad invented the freaking move, so of course Eddie is gonna lock in that camel clutch. Sorry, Iron Cheek, you made it famous, but Gory Guerrero invented it. Uh, the sticky baby respects the Gordy Guerrero. He's the one man. You never make him but break his back. How hot toy. Chavo then is trying to sneak back into the ring here or to ringside here. We see a tilt world backbreaker. Eddie Guerrero goes for the brain buster, but then we are taken to Suplex City, Pennsylvania. Eddie Low blows Kurt Angle, and Angle is once again sent out of the ring, and Chavo jumps him behind the referee's back. Benoit, this whole time has been right at the entranceway, just quietly observing this. Then Benoit catches him and chases Chavo. Or tries to chase Chavo out here. See the lasso from El Paso was reversed into an ankle lock. The lasso again. We see a German suplex, a sprain, a brainbuster. Sorry, Eddie Guerrero is feeling froggy. Nope. Chavo tries to get involved here. He is knocked down, allowing Kurt Angle to land a super angle slam for the win. Chavo tries to attack after the match, but eats an ankle lock for his troubles. Chris Benoit is applauding this. Uh, Maybe we're planting the seeds for a tag team title rematch. Or maybe this is planting the seeds for the World Rumble 2003. We're just going to have to wait and see. We then see a Scott Steiner promo saying that he's going to appear on SmackDown next week and recaps his debut at Madison Square Garden a couple of nights ago. And he is not alluding to signing with any show just yet. Backstage, SmackDown number one announcer Funaki interviews Edge, who talks about how big the big show is. Yeah, he's seven feet tall. He's 500 very large pounds. Funaki then says that the big show reminds him of Godzilla. Because, of course, Japanese stereotypes. But we're not in Tokyo, says Edge. And he is going to pretend that he's King Kong. Because he totally always kicks Godzilla's ass every time they meet. This is the biggest night of his career. This is his first shot at a WWE title. And this is the price that I'm willing to pay... To make my lifelong dream come true. Unfortunately, young man, you're going to have to wait a couple of years and a bit for that. We then see a raw retro moment with the This Is Your Life segment between The Rock and Mankind on September 23rd, 1999. You know, The Rock tells his high school football coach to stick the whistle up sideways and stick it up his candy ass. He tells his first grade teacher to check into the Smacktown hotel and his high school sweetheart to poontang her ass on out of here. Raw X, Raw's 10th anniversary coming in January and coming this January is Raw triple X, Raw's 30th anniversary, Raw triple X featuring Vin Diesel and Abella Bella danger. We then have John Cena versus Rikishi once again Al Wilson and Don Marie come to the ring to interrupt the beginning of this match, and they have something to say. Don says that I'm marrying Al, the man of my dreams, and the wedding is very soon. The couple cordially invite everyone to their wedding, at least everyone who supports their love. That's a bit of a shot at your own daughter there, Al. Shame on you. And then Al eats Don's face for dinner. Lucky guy. Cena tries to capitalize on this by jumping Rikishi, but Rikishi responds with the left-hand dusty punches. And Taz here puts a line line in saying that Al is so old that instead of a limo, he's going to rent a stagecoach. And then Michael Cole says, yeah, you're Johnny Carson and I'm Ed McMahon. That's a reference that nobody will get in 2022 unless you're my age or older. Cena tries the Sunset Flip Rikishi, but it's not very effective. Cena then tries the Banzai Rikishi himself, and once again, it's not very effective. I've been playing lots of Pokemon, bear with me. We then see a Belly to Belly by Rikishi, and he wins. He drags Cena into the corner to attempt a Banzai Drop to put a stamp on this feud. Then a big mystery man wearing a toque comes to the ring here, and while Rikishi is in position to land the Banzai Drop, this mystery man puts Rikishi on his shoulders and drops him with an electric chair drop, which was very impressive. And, of course, this big man is none other than the father of Brooks Jensen himself, former Right to Censor member, former tag team champion, former prison guard with the big boss man, Bull Buchanan, who will hereby be going by the name of B-Squared. Paul Heyman and the Big Show are having a chat saying that Brock Lesnar is a ruthless animal. show says that, you know, he almost broke my spine in half with that chair. I can't compete tonight. Go tell Stephen McMahon that I can't compete tonight. Taz, then, is hyping SmackDown Shut Your Mouth, recapping everything that's been going on this night. Paul Heyman tries to talk to Steph to get this match off and is denied, leading into the main event of the big show versus Edge for the Undisputed Championship. The Big Show exposes one of the turnbuckles and tries to send Edge into it, but is denied. Edge gets a low blow behind the referee's back. A Tornado DDT goes for a spear, fails the first time, but lands it the second time. Paul Heyman pulls Edge out of the ring, following the spear, allowing the Big Show to, to get the win here with a choke slam over the rope and into the ring. But Paul Heyman grabs the mic and says, don't pin him. Treat him like he's Brock Lesnar. Then he beats the bejesus out of him some more, wins the match, and then Brock Lesnar comes into the ring, F5's the big show in an impressive spot to end this show. So what's going to happen to Brock Lesnar? Is he going to get suspended? Is he going to get fired? Is he going to get traded to Raw for Triple H? Well, you're going to have to Wait until next week to find out and not read the spoilers on the internet and tune in to yet another Fretzelmania podcast as I approach 100. And if you want to send me any cameos, any video messages, any DMs, no dick or tits, please, you can send them to Fretzelmania, that's F-R-E-T-Z-L-E, mania, on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. I'm still flying on the Bird app while it is still in the air. I guess, thank you, Elon Musk. I'm not signing up for whatever that other one is I've seen all over the Birdie app the past couple of days. The Twitter substitute, I don't know what. I'm not going to be there yet. If at all. Be sure to also listen to the rest of us on Wrestle Addict Radio. Follow us at Addict underscore Wrestle on Twitter, Wrestle Addict Radio on Instagram. Watch the Kings of the Rings podcast live stream every Wednesday night at. 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Yes, it's during Dynamite. You can watch both. I believe I'm going to be a special guest on there this week. You would have already heard or seen it by the time this comes out. But yeah, tune in every week as I'm usually spouting a bunch of nonsense in the chat. Also, the Brace for Impact podcast where I was also a special guest on for a future episode. I think it's coming out in the next in the next week or two, uh, Bound for Glory 2006, with my good brother and former Game Changer podcast co-host, Nate, the effing great, and although this man is on a hiatus, my good brother, Zach, from the Young Lions perspective, has been documenting his journey into therapy on his personal podcasting feed on the young, Young Lions journey, and you know, mental health, it's a very important topic, and you know, he goes into great detail, he doesn't, cut any bullshit, doesn't sugarcoat anything. And it's a very insightful, it's, it's a good listen. So Zach, if you're hearing this, hope you're doing well, good brother. I love you. And uh, and I hope that you are getting what you need. That'll do it, folks. Thank you very much for listening. Please spread the word. Please send this podcast everywhere so people can hear my absolute nonsense. Happy American Thanksgiving. Stay safe on Black Friday. Don't do anything stupid. Have fun. And uh, hug your loved ones tight. Cheers.